Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's something in our universe that's infinitely faster than the speed of light. It's called the speed of thought. Can you think about that? I want to be there. It's Pastor Mike, that's impossible. Yes, with us. With God? No. Just begin to think what our world's going to be. Billions of years to get to one of the other galaxies? We have no idea what that even looks like. We can't even figure that out. But think about it, and you can be there. You ever think about what your body will be like in heaven? If not, read about Jesus' appearances in the first part of the book of Acts. He was able to walk through walls, appear and vanish at will, way different than before he died. And he said that your new body would be like his. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the differences between your earthly body and one that's been promised to you you'll learn that you're going to need a new body to be able to do all the new things God has for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 as he continues his message, A Brand New Body. Yes. I want you to turn here because I think you need to see this. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. I love Ecclesiastes because it's so practical. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. But it's a picture. And you younger people, you can just laugh like crazy. Because we used to laugh at this when we were younger. But now we're like, this is us. How many of you can remember when you were younger, your skin was soft and new? How many of you ladies can remember that? Okay. How many can remember when you could exercise and play sports and get up the next morning and do it again? But now you can't hardly get up the next morning. Okay. The Bible is amazing to me because it knew how we'd be. Now, you know, in biblical times, except for way early on before sin, people don't live like, you know, Jesus time, 40, 50 years at the most. Well, with advances, a lot of things have happened, but you're not going to do much beyond 100 or whatever. Now, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I'll read it in the New Living Translation. Don't let your excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. That's why we're raising up the next generation of young people to know God. And our Sunday school and our Ignite kids and all of that. We're making sure that they understand God. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. Verse 2. Remember him before the light of the sun, moon, and the stars is dim to your old eyes. And rain clouds continually darken your sky. What's he talking about? Our eyesight. What happens when we get older? You already know. Number 3. 
Remember him before your legs. The guards of your house start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth. Ah, stop grinding. How many remember when you could no problems with anything in your teeth? Now today, some of you remember because you take them out and look at them every evening. <laughs> Sitting right over there on the shelf. Verse 4, remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds. There's people that can't sleep at night because they're older. And but then the sounds grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about the danger in the street. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom. For some of you, you have no hair in in heaven, you will. And you drag along without energy like a drying grasshopper. And the capperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. I don't need to go there. Okay. <laughs> Remember him before you get near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jars smash at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Ouch. Well, that's kind of what life does to us. See, it was never planned that way. God planned for us to live eternally perfect. No sin. But sin brought death and all of this with us. So our body here is perishable. Sorry, you know that. The new body in heaven is what? Imperishable. No problems. Perfect. Could I hear an amen? That's where we're going, as was originally designed. Now look back to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. I'm going to use the word brokenness. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. So the next thing you can write down, Paul says this, our bodies, our human bodies are filled with brokenness, dishonor, eventually glorious. In other words, one day you and I are going to be like Jesus. First John 3, 2, dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. See, we're going to move. This process of death is completely out of character with what God designed for you and for me. Our weakness, our inability to do the simplest of tasks brings all kinds of brokenness in all of our lives. So many things are broken. Our emotions, our physical bodies, our thinking. All of this is difficult for us. And we struggle with passions. We struggle to do right and we don't do it. Our heavenly body will no longer be broken. It's going to be glorious. Our body is going to be glorious. We'll be serving God with what kind of a heart? A pure heart that cannot sin. That's amazing. No evil thoughts. No jealous thoughts. Perfect. Our new body will no longer be an instrument of sin. And as you know, subject to humiliating 
physical impairments. The next is weak to powerful. The human body, as you know, is limited in its power. Actually, we become weak when for most of our lives we were strong. We get frustrated as we get older, as I joked before, because we cannot do that which we used to do. You've all said, if you've gone to a park, and usually it's because it's our grandkids. You see the grandkids climbing, jumping, whatever. And we go, and after three hours, you're going, can we stay some more? And we're thinking, man, I remember when I had that kind of energy. How many have said that? Going, okay, I'm tired sitting here watching you for the last three hours. So, but instead of weakness, we will live forever in what? Power. The power that's going to come from God. Now, I want to read. Well, let's, let's turn there quickly. John 20, verse 19. Just keep your finger there. Go back to John 20. You know where John is. We're not far away. Remember, we get a picture of our resurrected body. We get a picture of it when we watch Jesus. That was what was so amazing. When he walked through the door, they absolutely knew who he was. Look at this. John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Now, when you think about that for a moment, ask yourself a question. How did Jesus get through that door? He had his new glorified body. It was suited for heaven and eternity. It wasn't just suited for here. It was suited for heaven and eternity. We will have the resurrected body like Jesus, real, visible, tangible. Our new bodies will be able to experience everything God has prepared for us in heaven. I want to share something we have a young man that I'll ask for you to pray for him and I think he's probably watching a 17 year old that's in our body he has brain cancer he's had three surgeries and unless God intervenes he's going to soon get his new body so we're praying God can still heal amen, amen. so you remember Nick I went over and prayed with Nick last night and his mother and father and the brother were there and when I got to that part I walked out of the room, closed the door. And then I came in and I said, Nick, how'd I get in here? I had to open the door. I said, when you leave us, you'll never have to open the door again. Because your body will be supernatural. No more pain, no more suffering, no more morphine, no narcotics, no more surgeries. He can't even walk now. 17. A few days from now, when we arrange it, Steve and I are going to go over and baptize him right in the bed because he wants to be baptized. Amen? See, when you begin thinking how difficult it is for you, just take a little trip down to the hospital or visit someone. It kind of sets us straight, doesn't it? With all the things that we have. So that body is going to be fantastic. Now, let's go back. I want you to write this. Our new bodies will be full of Whose power? God's power. Our new bodies. Weak to powerful. Weak to powerful. I love John Phillips. I love him as a commentator. He says this. 
Our resurrection bodies will be able to dissolve distance. Traveling at the speed of light, which really, as we know, is the fastest thing that we know about, it could take us eight years to reach the star Sirius, 900 years to reach Ragel in the constellation of Orion. But these stars are in our own backyard, so to speak. Traveling at the speed of light, it would take billions of years to reach some of the most remote stars. However, the speed of light is not the fastest thing in the universe. There's something in our universe that's infinitely faster than the speed of light. It's called the speed of thought. Can you think about that? I want to be there. It's best right. That's impossible. Yes, with us, with God, no. Just begin to think what our world's going to be. Billions of years to get to one of the other galaxies? We have no idea what that even looks like. We can't even figure that out. But think about it, and you can be there. For those of you that are coming from Palm Bay South, wouldn't that be nice right now? Right here. Construction, ha, right here. In heaven, no problem. Now, look at verse 44. It is sown a natural body. That's what we are. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So that is natural to spiritual. In our new bodies, the spirit will be in control. Now, why would Paul talk about that? When we were born, we were born in the right order. Spirit, soul, and body. When Adam sinned, that reversed, the spirit went last. And that's why we struggle, because the body and the soul, my old sin nature, kind of rules me. When we get this new body, it's going to go from natural back to what? The way it was always designed, spiritual. Won't have to worry about the other. The dominance of the flesh and the struggles of the flesh will be over. Nobody's going to have to walk by and challenge you. Now, now Mark, this week, make sure you're walking in the Spirit. Because I'm going to be walking in the Spirit forever. See, we don't even know what that's like, except a little bit. It's going to be fantastic. Just as God always Intended. Now we have another comparison next in verses 45 and 46. Interesting comparison. And this is between Adam and Jesus. Take a look at verse 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man, Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spirit did not come first, but the natural. After that, the spiritual. Now look at verse 47. The first man was of dust. Remember what you told your neighbor at the beginning? You're just a bunch of dirt and dust. Of the earth. The second man, from where? From heaven. When was Jesus created? He never was created. He's always been. Pastor Mark, I don't understand that. Hello. Of course not. God's always been. Notice verse 48. And as was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. What's that saying? I'm related to Adam. You ladies are related to Eve. We all go back to Adam. 
That sin nature was passed in our DNA to every single one of us. Notice, as was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so are those who are from heaven. Ah, watch. And just as we have been have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. When we see him, we will be like him. That's amazing. Now, the first Adam is contrasted with Jesus Christ. When Adam was created, after God got through molding him and doing all the things he did, what happened? He breathed the life into Adam. He became a living being. Now, Adam was created, as you know, sinless, but with a choice. He chose of his own will to sin. When he did that, that order of spirit, soul, and body was reversed. And that old sin nature, that human nature, began to rule. Now, it started with Adam, and the result is it went to you, and it went to me. Every single person that's born has the DNA of Adam. And that DNA, as God said to Adam, would result in your spiritual death and your physical death. That's why you will die. Guaranteed. And that's why when we're born, we're born spiritually dead. And that's why God tells us you must be born again. Now, how can I do that? Well, the first man is contrasted with Christ. What about the last Adam? In that sense, Paul says the last Adam, Jesus Christ, our Savior. He came, notice, how did he come? As a what? A life, what? Look at verse 45. How did Jesus come? As a life, what? Giving spirit. As a life giving spirit. He was born of the spirit. Now, when Jesus Christ came, he was born sinless. Nobody since Adam was ever born sinless. Only Adam was. Adam and Eve. Since then, we're all born sinless. Jesus Christ was born sinless because he was what? Born of the Holy Spirit. That's why he had to have the Holy Spirit as a father. And he remained sinless by choice his whole life. So he could do what? So he could take your sins and my sins on the cross. Now, the penalty of sin was still what? Death. Adam was given physical life, but Jesus gives himself to us eternal life to you and I, if you and I will simply repent. He's a life-giving spirit. That's why we give altar calls. That's why you want to invite someone to that movie. That's why you want to share the truth. As you saw with Pastor Dave, the bridge illustration to the people in the mission fields. Why are we doing that? Because they're dead, as Ephesians says, in their trespasses and sin. But Ephesians chapter 2 says, but God, in his grace, brought them alive. That's what we're talking about. So how do we get to heaven to have that kind of a body? There's only one way, through Jesus. And that is that life-giving spirit. There's no other way. He's the way. He's the truth. And the like. People argue about that. Sorry. There's so many illustrations. Let me read to you John 5.21. Just write it down and you can look it up later. John 5.21. For just as a father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Now who is Jesus pleased to give life to? Everyone who repents 
and by faith accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He gives that life. Now, I want you to see your future. You've already seen your future with your body, all the neat things that are going to happen. But I want you to see this verse in the book of Revelation. When we get to heaven, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, nor sorrow, or crying, or pain. All these things are gone for how long? Forever. 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 And so shall we forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when you begin to think about that, the stuff of this world doesn't matter too much. Because we're going to be there forever. So, what does that say to us? It simply says this. Natural to supernatural. Imperfect to perfect. Sinful to sinless. Death to life. We're going to pray in a moment for Nick and for you. But I want to end with this. Notice Again, the principle from the writer of Hebrews of the things that we talked about. See, there's nothing more important than your soul. Nothing. Because it's going to live forever with God or without God. So watch what Paul says. Hebrews 9.27. Just as man is destined to die. How many times? Okay. How about reincarnation? No. Once. No holding tank? Once. No purgatory? Once. Once. Just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face what? Judgment. Now, what does that mean? It means that I will face judgment for my sin as a Christian? No, because it's already been paid for. But I will give an account of myself to God. So, I will give an account, and that's where my rewards come. The unbeliever is going to face judgment for one sin. What one sin is that? They refuse Jesus Christ. And there'll be different degrees of punishment as well. But notice this. What is Paul saying in the application of this all the way through it? It's simply this. It is very important how we live before we die. Because you and I were put here to be light and salt to a world that's clueless about this. They simply do not know. And last, what is all of this that we talked about reminding us about? The three priorities in life. God, people, you, and how we use our time. It goes very quick, doesn't it? Life goes quick. In the message today, Pastor Mark showed you how the Bible is still relevant thousands of years after its writing. You learned that mankind really hasn't changed throughout time and that the essential needs you have are the same as they are hundreds and thousands of years ago. You were reminded that God's got the answers for all your questions. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This is the end of Pastor Mark's teaching, A Brand New Body, Yes! Next time, he'll begin a new message called Addicted and Refreshed. You'll find out that there's a positive usage for the word addicted and how it can be applied in the life of the Christ follower. You'll be reminded of the importance of your Christian brothers and sisters in bringing balance to your life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, that's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd